first uh thank you for hitting the the play button on your on your phone or your computer wherever you are listening to this i appreciate uh the time to to hit the link and, and check things out just want to give a little intro to this one doing something a little different than what i've done in the past um you know if you've heard any of the others it's uh me and it's primarily me alone uh talking about an idea or a thought in the woods you know it's usually how they go me post run babbling about something and I kind of wanted to uh, wanted to change up, you know. Last year was intense. We're in 2021 now, and I just want to uh, try have a little more fun with it, getting some momentum going with some conversations. I'm still going to be on the at home behind the sun uh, podcast platform um, because I do not want to pay for another platform yet. But uh, so <clears throat> we're keeping it there. And this one, I'm just trying to, you know, you're going to see some different titles coming up, and basically, they're going to say two beers. And to me, that was a little a little fun. We're going to have with it. It's just how amount of time me and another person can, can sit and bullshit and talk about an idea over the length of a couple beers. And uh, it's pretty simple. That's all it is. Uh, this first one you're about to listen to, uh, it's with me and uh, my, my buddy AJ. He's uh, he's an entrepreneur. He's a, a seed of an entrepreneur, I would say, right now. He's got a, he's got a great idea. You know how entrepreneurs are. we got a great idea in the beginning. And then uh, you plant the seed and uh, you see what it can grow into. And right now he's, uh, he's growing a nice little plant in his head of, a, of an idea he has. And his idea is, uh, I mean, he'll have to get into a little deeper down the road. I don't want to spill the spill the beans, no pun intended, on, on what he's doing. Uh, but he's got one hell of a skill. And right now his skill uh, appears to be a really great barbecue. So I was over there. I, I went to pick up a meal the other day. And I kind of uh, just pulled the microphone out on him. And I said, let's go. And, uh, I, you know, he wasn't really uh, up for it. As you're going to hear a couple times over the podcast, he only had about three hours of sleep leading into it uh, because of all the prep time he had, smoking uh, everything he was working on and, and doing his thing. Um, but you know, kind of, if you don't jump in, you're never going to do it. I don't want to keep putting it out there. So I put the mic in his face and this is what we got into. You know, I know nearly zero about it. And you're going to hear me say that a few times over this. And, uh, hopefully AJ has some uh, tips and, uh, some things to help guys and, and gals, uh, do their, do their thing at home and enjoy the food. So hope you enjoy the podcast. See you around. If you see anything crazy, this is all editable. Okay. So don't be worried about that. No, I saw your post that you started it at 12. Yeah. Yeah. So what did that mean? When did you start at 12? I know nothing. You know I know nothing about any of this shit. Okay, so... I can barely grill burgers correctly. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can get on that topic next. Um, so, it was... I bought it at 18 pounds. It was a brisket, trimmed it down, Packer style, which just means that the point and the flat are connected. There's two sides of brisket. Do normal people know what that means? Um, I don't even know if I would know how to buy one at a store. <laughs> they, uh, if you go to a big, big store like Giant Eagle, Myers, whatnot, the local stuff around here, they have the butcher shop in house, so they will cut it down for you, and you'll literally get a flat piece of meat, which is what you would see on all of your Instagram posts, where mm. you got that nice smoke ring on it, real thin slicing, but good plating, deep bark. So that is kind of flat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you have the point which you can break down. So you would literally trim it all the way across. So it's one flat piece of meat. And then you would cut that up into little one inch cubes, put it into a tray with a jus that you have all the juices that came out from when you wrapped it, you cooked it, coat it with a little bit of barbecue sauce, put it back into your smoker or your grill, let that sauce adhere onto it. And now you have burnt ends. I feel like you skipped the part. Teach me, I'm an I'm legit, you know I'm an idiot with this. So you buy it. Go through the whole thing. You bought it. Okay. So, bring it home. Yeah, I, I bought it. 
went to the store and I looked for uniformity. I, I wanted one that looked like it would, for the most part, lay flat. It's a very aerodynamic piece. It lays in there? It lays in the Weber kettle that I use. Okay. So I have two, two grills, the Weber kettle and I have the smoking cabinet. And this is just such a big piece of meat that it needs to go low and slow. Went into the grill, charcoal. It was there four hours before I even looked at it. So you started cooking that in the grill at midnight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I lit the fire for it at 12.30. I did not check it until about 4.30 in the morning. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. So you really, you've been up since midnight doing this? I've been up. Well, it's one of those things where you're afraid to fall asleep because you're like, I, I really got some shit I got to do. So, uh, like those nervous two, three hours worth of sleep beforehand. So, yeah, I'm, I'm running on, you know, two Red Bulls, a couple beers. Now, I'm, I'm on the strong decline now. I waited to have a beer until I started getting the orders out the door. But, yeah, now. So it's sat in there for how long in the grill? It sat in the grill for eight hours and then I'm not gonna lie to you it got so cold out here after it got wrapped up I brought it inside put it in the oven and I just I sat down had a had a couple sips of the Red Bull and just focused on being warm for a minute it was about 20 degrees out here last night holy shit yeah um, I wrapped it in this uh, peach butch paper so you can do this in tin foil aluminum foil whatever and it it's how it rests it keeps it all concealed all of it real nice and tight so the liquid doesn't have anywhere to go. So when it rests and it chills out. I feel like an average dude, uh, maybe I'm below average, needs to watch a video on this. We should do that next. Okay. Make a video. So you, you wrap it all in that. Yeah. In that paper. Yeah. Lay it all out nice and flat. Roll it all up. Um, so after the six hour mark or so, you don't want to oversmoke. You can actually oversmoke your meats, and all you'll taste is the carcinogens from the wood. That is another order about to go out. I'm going to put this on pause. Look at you. Yeah. So okay. you wrapped it up in the paper? Yeah, so I wrapped it up in the paper and let it sit. Um, you you can oversmoke your meat. You can put way too much smoke flavor in it. There's lighter woods, there's heavier woods. Uh, this is a Texas style, so it was a hickory, and I put some pecan in there to lighten it up a little bit, just so it's not as harsh. Explain smoking to me, because I see you and Nate and guys doing the thing every weekend, and I know nothing about how this contraption, I don't know anything about it. Okay. Well, I think I tried to use it once, like 15 years ago, and I'll tell you what I did. I'm pretty sure I threw the chips. Just straight love. Into the grill. Stop it. I cooked them up with charcoal. Stop it. I'm pretty sure that's exactly it. was a long, long time ago. And I made hamburgers out of it. It was when I had my first apartment. I know what it was actually about 20 years ago. I had my first apartment. And that's what I did. And they were the shittiest burgers I've ever had in my life. They tasted like a combo of shit and gasoline. So you can't use just any wood, you know, you can't just go out front and chop down a tree and use that. Um, there are different types. There's hickory, mesquite, pecan, apple, like it, it goes on. Like I get some stuff from Hawaii. It's called... It gives the shit a little flavor. Yeah. Yeah. So like smoking and barbecuing is one of the oldest forms of cooking, period. All the way back in the caveman days, uh, they, they were just you know, lighting a fire inside of a cave. And it was curing their meat, it was giving it longevity to how long they could eat, importing flavors into it, aromatics, 
and it's it's just kept on evolving since then and now it's just like just pastime for us so what is this thing so what really happens is like you get like seasoned cured wood which like i think they run it through a, a kiln get it like hot let me explain what we're looking at just visually it looks like what how tall is this thing it looks like a file it looks like a safe on four legs it just like, it looks like a big yeah. unsafe all right and then you can open it up yeah yeah so open it up and you got your three four shelves in it you have your water tray for your long cooks like so my ribs your ribs run off the what is it four no three two one roll three hours of smoke two hours wrapped and then one hour with the sauce on it to adhere and that's how you get those perfect you know bone off no shit um so since this is like a cabinet i have to hang all of mine from the ceiling so i'll pull all these out and it's a longer cook so i'll put water in the water tray let it go do you know any other person that does what you do like this um like personally know them weekend warriors best way to put it i guess so just regular dudes trying to figure it out but you you you've always impressed me with these conversations because you say shit i'm like what the fuck i don't know what you're talking about and Um, you're like the way you get into it like you clearly know this on a deeper level i come across like you do i have put the past six months of my life just headlong into this uh i have never touched a smoker until like june of last year it just makes sense to you yeah how to make it good yeah. improve processes like you see it. Like yeah. you really do like when i got this cabinet it was it, it had seen a lot <laughs> it was it was not in bad shape on the inside so like it was cool i could use it clean it down you know re-season it and go but the outside was real rough on it so i changed out the seal put in a new um thermometer probe cleaned out everything I needed to get cleaned out. I bought new wood boxes for longer smoke, shorter smokes. There's even a such thing as cold smoking, where if you keep the smoke source, you know, so far away from whatever you're doing, that's how you get, like, your smoked cheeses, your goudas, your cheddars, and... Really? Yeah, a lot of fish, like, you know, think about it, like, Alaskan tribes and all that, they had hmm. huts. They were down in the ice huts, and they were smoking, so the smoke was on there, curing their meat, and then freezing. A lot of it. How many of you guys think heated the ice up too much and fell right through the ice? I mean, I how, many, how many Eskimos died like that? I don't think any. You don't, what? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe some trial and error, but if you honestly go out into like Anchorage, Alaska, or out in the huts, like tribal areas, they literally just have a hole in their basement or whatnot, and it goes down probably like 10 feet into like just a giant the size of my garage cooler where it's permafrost all year. It's deep really? down. It's deep down where it's cold enough all year, no matter if it's summertime or whatever, that they can keep their meats cured cold for however long they need and want. Is there an Instagram page for that? I want to see those pictures. Uh, there was a lady on TikTok. I'm not gonna lie. No oh, shit. Yeah, I'd have to find. That sounds that. crazy. I have to find that. I was just looking at some. My wife was showing me some people doing some ice fishing, mm-hmm. and they had like a whole little cabin. Yeah. Something right out with holes in them. They're fishing. Yeah, they got uh, thermal people are nuts. Now that just go right over top of that hole. Like it's just a little like the size of a cubicle. You're just sitting there. Mm-mm. Nope. Never doing that. No, like I like the cold, but last night, last night was bad. I was like, oh, I'm not out for the ice fishing kind. I'm not doing it. You, we've talked about this at work a handful of times. Excite me with this stuff because you feel I can feel the passion you have for it every single time we talk about it, mm-hmm. and it's just. It's nice to be around. Yeah. So you said you bought, I don't want to keep jumping around too many topics, 
I'm gonna get to. I, I know people aren't gonna listen that long, so I'm gonna keep it under 15 minutes. We got eh, 10 more to go. Ish. You mentioned Jealous Devil. What is that? All right. So Jealous Devil is a restaurant-style lump charcoal that I use. There's briquettes, which are the little. Cubes. And you buy that? That's literally from South America. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's distributors in America, but, like, it all comes from South America. They have this tree that they call Axe Breaker. It's such a hard wood that they were literally breaking their axes, cutting it down. So, That's a good name. How that name came about. So, they <laughs> go through it traditionally. They heat it up the right way. There's no preservatives. There's no, you know, fluids in it for easier start. Like, it's just, like, pure, pure charcoal. And... It's like $55 a bag, comes in a 35-pound bag. And you, there's no trick to that. You use it as you would use charcoal. Yeah. You. Uh, I got some dummy questions. Go ahead. Charcoal. Go do ahead. You, do you just, I mean, do you have to use the fluid to light it up? So people freak out about it, which do that. is fine, you know, whatever. As long as you let it burn off and it's white, like the coals, ashes, whatever, it's all ashed over, you're fine. But for these, like, I use a charcoal chimney, so I'll use these little wax cubes. It almost feels like, um, kind of like insulation. This is, like, a really easy light. I put this underneath the charcoal chimney, and it, you know, catches its all self. All lights up nice, uniform, clean, fast. And then I just dump it into these sections. You have direct and indirect cooking when it comes to grills. Direct means you're right over top of the coals, it's fast, it's searing, you're doing steaks, but for most of what I do, it's indirect, so I have zones. So I have my hot zones, or my big hot zone, and I'll have my cool side. And this will spin. You should really make a YouTube channel. A lot of things are in the works. I'm just like, post up a little, like, hookup, so you can just talk and explain what we're, are you doing that now? You're working on one? I just take my... YouTube channel? I'm getting bigger and better on taking quality videos and pictures of what I'm doing while I'm doing it instead of just like quick check-ins. Because I might be the biggest idiot, but there might also be 500,000 dudes out there that have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I've never seen this in my life. It's, I would like to because it seems like a cool thing to do. It's makes the food better, right? I mean, you cook some great shit. I just, I like it for the simplicity of it. Like I said, it's the oldest form of cooking known to me. Just fire. Like, I like it. It's very calming. Um, like, I, I fuck up a lot. Like, a lot when I do this. But, you know, like, I just, I keep going at it and doing it. And I have, like, when I have good results, like, they are fucking phenomenal results. When I have bad results, they're not too bad. But, like, I'm so used to that perfection. I'm like, I will just kick that on the backside. The steak sandwich I had, where do you rank that in everything you made? That's lower on the category. Really? That was phenomenal. The I'm telling you, steak sandwich. If I've told you the day I had it, that alone could hold up a, a restaurant. <laughs> that shit is. People would like cruise big. Like, Let's go get that steak sandwich. People would go get that thing on a weekend. Like they'd look forward to it. So I'm in this weird phase of like I'm just doing things to like get it out of my way because like I I can't mm -hmm. do it. It's easy. Like. I, I, this was like a big step up for me. It was the first brisket I've ever done, and it, I, I had a decent amount of pressure on it because I had to a get it done right on time. Uh, I sold all of it pretty much. I have a last mm -hmm. little bit that I'm gonna do a couple side projects for, and I panic. Have a leftover piece that if I go like four hours into the cook and I start seeing things wrong, I have a backup 
brisket, smaller piece, something that I can use, go. Uh, I did not end up cooking that. I didn't feel like I needed to. And now I have that for even more side projects. I really want to do a brisket mm. chili. Um, I'm really big on tacos, so brisket tacos is another big thing I want to do. You ever make chorizo meatloaf? Yeah, it's easy. Is it? Yeah, I smoke I don't, it too. I don't want to give the restaurant a shout out, but... I smoke, I smoke it too. I get it somewhere. It's, I love it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Comes with uh, onion straws and mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. All right. I know you're tired, but I want three tips a dumb shit like me can start doing with their basic grilling. I have a gas grill. I have a gas grill? <laughs> don't tell me to buy a charcoal grill. Uh, you should. I don't think I make anything right. If you saw what I did, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You'd probably kick me off the grill immediately with every single thing I do. Uh, the average dude is very excited when it comes to gas grills because they just want heat. They want to hear that sizzle. Ch- chill out with the heat. Chill less out heat? with the heat. Yeah, way less heat. Let me tell you what, let me just help you out. I, I think I fuck up. I know I do. My wife will tell you. Chicken, 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Dry. Because I'm afraid that it's always raw. What's the temperature? What's the length? What's the seasoning? Uh, 165. Really? If you have a Thermal Pro, 165 is safe top. You, you give me that look like you've been cooking. I'm probably up. like 500. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I get that shit real hot. Um, if you want your chicken breast to be really, like really good, uh, give it time. Like the biggest thing with any meat that you're gonna put on the grill, like you're already committing to doing this for a longer period of time. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, you know, put your seasonings on before. Salt makes a huge difference in anything that you're cooking. Is there a certain kind of salt? I use kosher. It sticks to the meat a little bit better. If you, it, it's a long thing, but if you break down every different piece of salt, like under a microscope, mm-hmm. it's all different. Kosher has the best. Like it's almost like a pyramid shape. It sticks to the meat, and your regular table salt kind of looks like grains of sand. It just rolls off. A lot of people use like sea salt. I see that on like health pages and stuff. Yeah, you Himalayan, can. Himalayan sea salt. You can. It really doesn't do anything, you know, not, better not or worse. Special. No, okay. it, it's kind of like a novelty thing, especially that mm. pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's there's no, you know, actual scientific backing saying that it's better or worse for you. It's the salt that your body needs. Like it's just a selling marketing point. Mm. It's really no different. Your body needs salt no matter what. It mm-hmm. all comes from sea, set, uh, sea salt beds. They just take out a bunch of sea water, yeah. lay it on these like big um, like clay traps, tarps kind of deal, like real shallow. Let it bake in the sun, and then they scrape that over, and that's how you get our salt. No shit. Yeah. Never so that's it. all sea salt really is. Like, it, it's it's how people have salt and how people get salt. So. A lot of people probably have kosher salt, though. It's easy to get. Mm-hmm. So kosher salt... On the chicken. Mm-hmm. That's it? Uh, give it like 20 minutes. Okay. Honestly, if I do steaks, I do steaks. Like let it sit before you cook it 20 minutes with just the salt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You'll notice like pat, pat all of your stuff dry. You'll notice if you pat it dry, then you put your salt on it, you'll come back and it's like wet again. You're like, what the fuck? Like it's it's the salt breaking down, making it more tender, giving it more flavor. And all of that like moisture that's coming up dissolves the salt. And if you let it sit long enough, it pulls itself back inside the meat, so you've now seasoned the inside of your chicken, and you can put whatever you want on top, as long as it's not more salt, because you'll hmm. just salt yourself out. Um, it'll break it down, it'll make it more moist, it'll make it more... It'll, it breaks down the tenders, the protein a little bit, and it helps out that a lot, like, a lot, a lot. Okay. Um, I would say start using a binder. Like, just like a couple drops of mustard. 
it sounds weird. Don't use oil. Use just a couple drops of mustard. After salt. Mm-hmm. Like you know, kind of rub it on there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Pat it all back down. Get it all on there. Uh, do real light garlic, real light onion, and then just black pepper. Just keep it simple. Is way better. You're talking about the seasonings, mm-hmm. onion seasoning. All right, so onion salt, garlic salt. Let it sit. Mm-hmm. One grill at 165. So what, what you want to do is you want to get like just real nice color on it. You'll notice that it'll go from like that pale pasty to like nice and brown. Once it's nice and brown. How long does it take at 165 though? I think this might be my problem. 165 is your internal temperature you're trying to get to. Oh, not the grill. Not the grill. Oh, not the grill. Not okay. the grill. I would do like medium, medium low. You, you can do like medium okay. high just to get the color, but as soon as you get that color, you want to have your. See, we already have a problem. You should see my grill. See, my grill, I set it at high. I got like four things along the front, you know, mm-hmm. four little things. The far left will be high. And it looks kind of high, and then it seems to get shittier as you make your way across the thing where it says high, Use that but it's definitely not high. Use that as an advantage. So you have your high side, which is where you get all your like nice coloring on, your sears, like contact with the fire, and then you have your cool side where you put it up on the vents a little bit where mm. you have ambient heat, everything's all a nice, I don't know, like 400 degrees inside the grill. Mm-hmm. It's now just an oven because it's not making contact with that. So the shitty flame. grill could be used to my advantage. Yeah. Yeah, hot side, cold side. I like you're thinking. So the chicken has to be 165. When, when it's, it's done. done. When it's done. I'm going to need a little thing. What are those called? Thermopen. Thermopen. I, How much are those? I would say it's probably like 20 bucks on Amazon. Okay. But fine. coming from me, I use, I use it a lot. There's not a single step of what I do where I don't use it. I mean, no one's ever liked the chicken that I make. So for a $20 investment to try to make a decent piece of chicken might be worth it. If you really want to take this to the next step, brining. <laughs> what the hell's that? Brining is where you have like a salt water mixture. You you literally have to measure it out. It is a science that I I'm can't. Gonna, I'm not going to do that. I know I'll screw that up. Okay. I think you're talking right now to me. The dummy. Stop putting it over the heat. Give it time to cool off. But what, what's going to cool off? If you let your meat rest afterwards, after any... You're, you're doing a lot of trauma to the protein, to the meat, to the muscles, whatnot. It's tightening. Give it time to relax. Should I not put it on the bottom thing? Should I put it on the top thing? The yeah. rack? Yeah. Really? Never yeah. on the bottom rack? I mean, if you're, if you're doing a cool side, yeah, put it up in the top. Because it circulates. Heat rises. So okay. it's going to be hotter up there than it is going to be down on the bottom of the cold side of the grill. So I'm just burning the shit out of it. You're just burning the absolute shit out of your that chicken. That is what I do. Yeah. Hmm, I'm very glad we're having this conversation. Yeah, you only have so much, you know, protein and juice inside of anything, so. It's winter time, and this week I cooked uh, steak in a pan. Yeah. How, what are your feelings on that? Do it. It's fine. It's a good idea? Yes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it at all. I did pat it dry. Yeah. And I did put salt on it. Yeah. And then let it sit for about 10. Yeah. Did you notice that you came back and there was more moisture on top? I didn't really investigate it after that. I had my pan on hot. Uh-huh. Cast iron, stainless, nonstick. I have no idea. I've had them forever. Okay. A little olive oil. Uh huh. I threw them in five minutes, five minutes. That's it. Five minutes on one side, five minutes on the other. Set a timer to it. Take your uh, dependence off of olive oil. It's a very low smoke point, so you are actually making your olive oil more acidic, very bitter. Hmm. It, it's it's very unappetizing compared to what you can do. If you want to do, like, steaks, high heat, like, real high heat searing, 
Uh, I use grapeseed oil, which is about a 500 degree smoke point, or I'll just use regular vegetable or canola, which is about 450, really? 475. So why? So I should know this. I don't. They tell they talk about vegetable oil being bad for you. Mm -hmm. What's the difference in what you know of why vegetable oil over olive oil? Because you can't shouldn't cook with olive oil. Olive oil is great for very delicate things, things that you're not doing a lot of heat to, or like vegetables. Know, yeah, or as like an add-on to it. Okay. Um, if you're doing anything that really involves the oven, I believe olive oil smoke points only about 350 degrees, and then you start seeing it literally break down and smoking up. It's now becoming acidic and bitter. I did so see that. If you want better results, you need to get you know just a higher smoke point oil for depending on what you're doing, like your searing and whatnot. If you just use vegetable oil, you'll get much better results. You should write a blog, too. Yeah? People someone can refer to this stuff. Maybe a cookbook. <laughs> this is all stuff that I'm finding out more and more. <laughs> this is all good stuff. What else? Give me one more tip. Um, Let's think. I like fish? Want, like seasoning? Like, what do you want to know about fish? I just, I'm not very good. I'm not very good at cooking anything, I don't think. To me, it's just function. I'm just trying to make it where I'm not going to get sick, and I just eat it, and I'm done with it. The so flavor I don't really fuel. care much about. Yeah, it's just it's fuel. It's just to be efficient. Yeah, yeah. I, I for cook fun. for very much like I, I like the reaction, the results I get. Like it's it's just a very like a soul kind of feeling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's very therapeutic for me. It's very fun to do. Like I like you know putting out like you know the best shit that I can possibly whip up and I grow. If you're trying to make the best burger ever. Without giving away any of your secrets. What's the meat? What's going in it? How do you make it? 80-20, whatever you want. If you know your ratios. Cast iron. Hot as fuck. Really? Hot as fuck. Yeah, like I, so I have, like I said, I have that spare brisket. I'm probably going to run that through my meat grinder and start playing around with, you know, like a brisket patty. But what you really want to do is you want to, like, pre-salt all of your ground beef, whatever you have, in a nice bowl. Let it, you know... Sit, marinate 20 30 minutes, you know, three ounce patties, just like just a meatball in your hand. Throw it onto like as hot of cast iron as you can get, get all that smoke coming up from canola or vegetable oil, knowing that like it's it's hot, hot. Smash it down. I have a burger um, patty smasher, mm. big cast iron flat piece that's just meant for smashing this shit down. Smash it down, I'd say probably like a minute. A minute aside. That's it? Yeah. Flip it. When you flip it, you have that nice crust on it. You slap some black pepper on there, a slice of American cheese. So you don't put anything in it before you throw it in the pan? No. Like I said, simplicity is some of the best things that you can do in the kitchen. These oh. people will mess up the easiest dinner by trying to make it elaborate when there's no purpose to it. I do that constantly. Yeah. I'm always putting a bunch of shit on stuff just because of It's there. Shit. Yeah. It's because it's there. Hmm. Like, simplicity is So no I more prefer. egg and breadcrumbs in your burger? No, that's meatloaf. That's a binder. Why, why are you trying to bind it together? I don't know. That's what I do. No. <laughs> no. You're, just, you're adding proteins and bacteria in there. Like you're, yeah, that's not a good thing. You're huh? going there long. Yeah, I mean, if, that's fine if you're trying to make a meatloaf, but I, there's no... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. See what I mean? I need help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold up. I don't suck at everything. I've got an idea for... Uh, our breakfast place. Okay. It's called Cakes and Clucks. Cakes and Clucks. It's pancakes and eggs. It's the only thing we have on the menu. Okay. But I'm pretty good at pancakes and eggs. Okay. 
That's all I got. It's Cakes and Clucks. We're only open from 5 to 11 a.m. Okay. I just want to put that out there. Stay tuned for Cakes and Clucks. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I'll support it once. Fuck it. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks, man. No problem, bro. Cheers. Yeah.